Welcome to Sound and Vision, conversations with contemporary artists and musicians about the creative process. Here's the host of Sound and Vision, Brian Alfred. Sound and Vision is sponsored by Golden Artist Colors. Golden is made in upstate New York by an employee-owned company that is committed to making artist materials of the highest quality. You can find more about Golden at goldenpaints.com. Matthew Kirk is an artist born in 1978 in Arizona who was raised in Wisconsin and lives and works in Queens. His recent solo shows include How the Rest Was Won in 2016 at Louis B. James Gallery in New York City and in 2012 Bush Came to Shove also at Louis B. James Gallery. He also had a solo show this past October at Makassini Contemporary in Finland called The Good Land. He's had numerous group exhibitions, including 2010's Hell No at the Covenant of St. Cecilia in Brooklyn, in 2008 The Wall Art at Exit Art in New York City, and in 2006 Strays at Art Chicago, amongst many others. His work has been published in the New York Observer, Modern Painters, and the Wall Street Journal, and he's also nominated for a 2019 Idol Jorg Museum Fellowship. His show opens there in November. I stopped over at Matthew's Queen studio for a chat about drawing, kids, music, school, art handling, and much more. Here's our conversation. I feel like, um, like, like sports radio. Exactly. Sort of, like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> are, you, are you a big sports fan? Um, you know, yeah, I, I am, but... I am, but uh, I kind of came into it later in life. Like I didn't. You didn't grow up with it. No. Did you play sports? I play, I played um, soccer. Mm-hmm. Hold on, I'm gonna put my hat back on. My hair is starting to. It's starting to go crazy. Um, I played soccer, but um, and but I really did not like the. Uh, I liked the sport. I didn't like the competitive, like the overly competitive people. Yeah. It was such a turnoff. Like and I, the parents? Not so much the parents, but like the kids being like, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't run into a lot of like kids being like, Hey man, nice, nice try yeah, or something. Yeah. It's like, they're too busy. Like trying, I, I guess trying to please their parents. And like, mm-hmm. so, and it's the same thing with, um, with Axel, he hates, he's like, I, I hate sports. And I'm like, well, sports are, I mean, he, and he's like, why? He's like, because of the, it's, it's so competitive. And I was like, well, sports are just, it's just a game. I mean, it's just rules. Yeah. And you, the people make it competitive. So, but um, like when I was little, I didn't, I liked running around. I liked playing um like my own games. Um, and there was like a basketball hoop in the neighborhood. So like we'd play that, but I never um, like followed any professional sports or anything like that. And then uh, I guess, cause I grew up in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the beginning of my 
my life was like watching my grandpa watch like the Packers or golf. He liked golf a lot. Yeah. And the Packers always sucked. And then <laughs> in and then in middle school they get we we got Brett Favre and then like that turned the whole thing around. Yeah. And like my brother so my brother has never lived like this last season was killing him because he's like, you know, like it's hard to watch this team that you grew up thinking like was always awesome actually not be awesome. Right. And you're just, and I'm like, well, I kind of remember this. It's also silly though, because I don't know. It, I, I, I had to take a step away from it because I was really, I would really get into football. Um, but, well, I guess there are a couple, a couple different things, but it's, it, would, it would become this like thing that I would be so consuming. Yes. And like, what am I spending all my time on Sunday? <laughs> yeah, just watching football games, and then it's over. I call my mom, and I'm like, "So, what? What do you think is going to happen?" Or like, <laughs> like, did you see this game? Or I'm like, this is kind—I don't know. Yeah, this is kind of—it takes a lot of your mental yeah. space in your life. Yeah, and it's and it can be fun, but. Um, but not when, you know, at the same time, there's, like, shit that you got to do. Like, I I should be doing something else. More, pro- I should be doing something productive, I guess. It's, like, a luxury to sit and, and just watch something. And then, um, and then it got, and then it went and got fucking political. Yeah. And I was just, like, fuck this. <laughs> I, I mean, I was really, uh, I was really intrigued and and happy about like the the way that like Colin Kaepernick started this thing yeah and I and I fully support him and like what he wanted like what he was doing and why he was doing it and I got and I get so mad at like the way that people would spin it and be like well he, you know he doesn't love the country and I'm like right. you he shouldn't you, bring this into sports. You're such a and, yeah, yeah. This yeah. is so stupid. And then, but then, like with uh, Trump getting involved, it was just like, all right, I don't want to. Yeah. I'm done with this. I did you check out? I did. I mean, I don't watch it. I, I I I'll. What I will do is I'll like check in like after the game, maybe. I like yeah. like, or I'll sometimes I'll because uh, my brother will still, my mom and brother are still like my mom. She she lights like she has this candle, and she lights this candle every like every Packer game, and it's this it's weird like ritual. Yeah, yeah, it's like this weird smell, like a like a pine pine cone thing. Yeah, I don't know. So she lights her candle. It's her candle for the season, and then like the game will be over, and I'll get a text, and she'll be like, "Well." you know, like I have to blow the candle out for the rest of the year now or something like, because they're out of the, out of the playoffs or the season's over. It's just, it's still this like ritual with my, my mom and brother. Like I can't really escape that. Right. But it's kind of in there, but I also am like, you know, I don't want to, I don't, I don't know what I'm, what am I supporting this for? A bunch of rich white dudes. Yeah. Like exploiting young 
young men in their physical prime they don't care about them right. they're just like this weird and we're like and it's weird because you, you i mean you know that's what, what's going on but then it still is like but it's still fun to watch like, right. <laughs> you know yeah. i don't want to i don't entertaining i don't want to see people get hurt but um you know there's something about like you know some guy running like full speed down a patch of grass and another guy throwing a ball like 50 yards and this guy catching it you know mid stride and like when you see that kind of like athleticism it's like it it like triggers something in your your body right like there's like an art to it yeah well because i have a hard enough time just running like Sometimes like when I go to the park with my kids, I'll be like, I'm going to run really fast right now and show mm-hmm. them like, oh, you think you're fast. Right. <laughs> and then, and I'll just be like, the whole time I'm just like, just don't twist your ankle. Don't twist your ankle. Don't twist your ankle. <laughs> like, watch out. There's like, um, so yeah, I mean, I like sports, but, um, and I guess maybe it's just partly like getting older and think, and like looking back on it, thinking like, wow, I really didn't take full advantage of my my young body when right. it was like i wasn't waking up with like a back pain yeah i was like just waking up and being like energized for the whole day and you know that kind of stuff so yeah, you maybe take it, you take it for granted you know? oh yeah totally i mean but that's what everybody does right like yeah you don't like i can i can talk to my kids all the time about it and they're not going to like whatever old man yeah you don't realize it until you get those aches and (laughs) pains like i played soccer my whole i still play but when i was a kid i played a lot yeah and uh you know i i think back about it i ran so much like our practices we'd have two a days before the season starts and you know you'd start it off by running laps and you'd finish the practice by sprinting yeah i must have been able to run forever yeah like you'd be a little tired but not like now when i go out and play I played last night for two hours indoor, and at the end of it, I could barely move. <laughs> right. I, right. I woke up pretty stiff this morning, you know, and it's it's like I used to be able to run forever and right. no issues. Now I'm just waiting for the moment where an ankle or a knee gives out and it's over. Right. And But then I think the same thing that you were talking about with sports is like, well, maybe at that point I'll just be able to focus more on just artwork or reading books or, you know, doing the other things that... <laughs> I, maybe I should uh, be doing intellectual sports. Exactly. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. right. Play uh, uh, exploding kittens. That's a thing that yeah, we're, looks good. I've been my trying to like incorporate more games and less screen time. Oh yeah, it's, it's great, right? Board games and stuff. Right. It's so much fun. It is fun, and it's um, and it, it it's the same. It's like, I mean, maybe. Uh, maybe it's wrong to always be thinking about it like through the lens of being a dad, but like I can't, I can't remember. I really can't really remember my life before I was, before I wasn't a dad. Right. Like I look at through, look at everything, even like being young, or you know, like being in high school or something. I'm like, oh man, you know. Um. Well, pretty soon, you know, Axel's going to be in high school or, yeah. or like, I don't know. It, I, it, everything is always just like, 
well, that's my, you know, this is my dad lens and it's just, I can't take the glasses off. Yeah. So I'm always, so I'm always using it, using it as like, like, I think that there's some supposed to be some like lesson in everything. Right. And maybe that's not true, but I can't, I don't know how to turn it off. Like I, I think it's just on from, you know, like now I can't, when I meet people or I think about people who don't have kids. Yeah. I'm like, what do you do with that? <laughs> <laughs> right. I can't imagine having that time. No, I can't. Just even in the morning waking up, like, what do you do? Right. You could the you could do whatever you want. That's weird. It's so weird. <laughs> and I and 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 like honestly, um I never like I didn't take things I, I don't think I, I I did not take making art seriously until it until I found out until my my ex wife was pregnant mm-hmm. and it became this you know we had moved from Wisconsin to New York and you know I like I said like I I can remember sort of right. that time but it's like yeah I would wake up. We would, you know, we sometimes we would wake up at ten in the morning, or <laughs> seems so abstract. And I wasn't like a party or anything. Yeah. I mean, but I would just be up late, like, sleeping, drawing, or maybe playing video games. Like that's another like leisurely thing that I don't do. have time right, for. Right. And um, but yeah, it was. You know, I was working. Um like freelance art handling, mm-hmm. which was the only, it's the only job I've had since I moved here. Um, like what year did 12 you move years here? ago? 12. Um, it's like, yeah. 2006. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. And, um, I remember just being like, wow, like I can ride around on this truck. And at the end of the day, this, you know, this guy peels off like, hundred bucks in in 20s or something and it's like wow this is great like this yeah i i can just do whatever i need to do just to support myself and like we have a very like minimal amount of responsibility and then when it was like okay so now i'm gonna now we're gonna have a, a child um like what am i doing with my life right now like yeah. what am I, <laughs> so and I remember thinking, like, well, okay, so we can I can move back to Wisconsin, where it's cheaper, and I know that I could. I, I sort of felt like, you know, I I I knew a little bit about what I was doing with my with my art or my drawing, and um, but it just felt like, or we can stay here and see how it goes. But if, but that's going to require me to take this like serious or something i don't know it, it it just felt like i need to bu- sort of buckle down and um and be productive yeah and like and like i just never really switched it off after that like yeah you get that stop screwing around thing kicks in yeah like, all right and, no more right. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. no more of the extraneous stuff it's just yeah and know, focus Which and in a way is good Oh no! Like totally, you, kind of, you get your shit together, you know. Yeah, it gives you a chance. It 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 it's this like laser focus of like, well, 
you know, I've got this much time to kind of to myself, but like, you know, you get to, you get to the point where you're like, if I can get them in bed and get them asleep, you know, like they're and lights out by eight o'clock. And then if I have to be at work by at eight in the morning and I want at least six hours of sleep and I can like, you can't, you start managing your time better and you can, you can then, I guess, you know, get stuff done. But, um, but yeah, like I found out I was going to be a dad and then I, it just sort of turned into this thing like, well, um, I don't know. Like I want to, I want to like make him proud. I want to, I want to be like, I, I, I like doing this, you know, and it, it, it makes, it makes me feel like a, like a happier person. And I, so I should kind of owe that to, we owe that to the kids, right. To be, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to try and be, to try and be the best that we can be. That, I don't know. That and a lot of breakfast options. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We owe it to them. We owe it to them. You know, nobody thinks to ask. <laughs> and, yeah, I don't know. So, um, it kind of changes changes everything in a way. But it, totally, I think it's for the good. So, but you grew up in Wisconsin, right? Yeah. And then you're. I mean, were you always creative? Did you always have a knack for drawing? Were your parents creative? How did it come about? Like what, you know, growing up, what was that like in Wisconsin? Um, Wisconsin's great. I love Wisconsin. And I have, I have um, dreams of moving back there someday mm-hmm. for, or Wisconsin's cheap. There's, <laughs> so, yeah. so I, I know that like, it's not like we were talking about this house, you know, and um, like owning something. You can buy a house on Lake Michigan, you know, with a view of the lake. Yeah. And it's, you know, 20,000, 20, 30,000. I mean, like they'd be fixer uppers, but right. still. Yeah. Um, so Wisconsin was, um, I was born in Arizona mm-hmm. and, um, and my mom moved back to Arizona, moved back to Wisconsin where she was from a little, like a little bit when I, after I was born. And, um, so you don't have Arizona memories. Um, no, but that sounds like a good, <laughs> a good, a good title for a, yeah. <laughs> for a, an album or something. Arizona memories. Yeah. Yeah. Spoke, spoken word. <laughs> right. It does sound nice. <laughs> um, I don't have uh, Arizona memories. I, I mean, I have gone out to visit. Like my dad, yeah. he moved back out there. He lived with us for a while. Um, and my dad is, my mom was a nurse. Mm-hmm. Um, she went into like the management side of it. Um, I guess earlier on. Um, so she was always like in charge of people. And I remember like I would go, to her office after work or after school and like do homework there or wait for her. Um, and I, and she'd be having meetings and things and it'd always be like, like, what is, what is, what is this even about? Like if you're, you got people in the hospital that you just think, I always just thought like you're taking care of people. I never thought about the, the, the gears that 
make a hospital work. Yeah. And she was like heavily involved in that. Um, and my dad, he, uh, he moved back, he moved to Wisconsin and lived with us for a while. And he was, um, he went to school he was and he was a a potter he makes i don't have any of his things here oh no this he made he made like um pottery and he's he did like painting and he could like draw like he could you know draw this table yeah. like everything on it and it'd be to scale and perspective like he was really he's really talented that way and um and i always was drawing i always liked you know it was the the classic like in the the margins of my yeah notebooks and mm -hmm. things it was just like doodling yeah yeah like big like wars lots mm -hmm. of tanks and people going down the side of the paper um that kind of stuff not my homework right. <laughs> not, <laughs> not doing my studying but doing that um and and yeah it was wisconsin um did you grow up in a rural area or more in the city um i grew up south of milwaukee mm -hmm. in a city called racine and um it it's like why do i know that i feel like i know the name of that town um is something that is that's what's it known there's for? A, a lot of Frank Lloyd Wright okay. architecture That's there. That's why I know it. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, up until recently, and I don't know if maybe somebody already bought it, but you, there's a house in Milwaukee that he designed that was for sale. And it was like just beautiful. Yeah. I mean, obviously it was right. just this amazing home and it was cheap. You'd think it would be more expensive, but part of the, I think part of the issue is that it's a landmark building. So you couldn't, you know do anything with it like yeah. you couldn't renovate it at all it, it had to it yeah it yeah. always has to be that um but it you know so yeah so if i ever move back maybe I'll end up yeah, in, yeah. <laughs> he had he had a couple different um really interesting projects there one of them was um johnson's wax uh where they their corporate headquarters I think it was their corporate headquarters and they did all of their um like product design and testing and stuff there and mm -hmm. and the campus is like this crazy you know like in the world of tomorrow oh yeah every, you know Futuristic. yeah there's these weird towers that don't look like you could use them for anything yeah and, but and this massive um underground like tunnel system that everybody's like always walking around. It did feel very futuristic. That's cool. Uh, my aunt worked there and did you ever get to go? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we had this thing. So, so I grew up in Racine. We had this, um, and like, there's a lot of segregation and like Milwaukee is like some, like the most segregated city in America or yeah. something. Like it's, it's, yeah, it's not, it doesn't, it doesn't feel good. Like, yeah. I don't like that at, about it, but, um, but in my school, we, we went to the, I went to this, like, um, like it was like a gifted and talented, like I took a test and I didn't, I didn't really see the difference. I didn't, I, I mean, 
I don't know that it did anything for me really, mm-hmm. but I, I got bussed out to this school and I was in this, they had this thing called the, um, it was like the minority club where it was me and a couple other <laughs> kids that were not white. Right. And we, we got to do these things like go on a tour of, of Johnson's wax mm-hmm. and like shadow people there and get to learn about like w- what they do there. But it was always like sort of the blue collar. Like we, not like we shadowed the, the corporate executives. The, yeah. We yeah, didn't yeah. do that. No, <laughs> we, and, and like get to learn about like, this is how we operate this machine or right. that kind of stuff. Um, and that was pretty cool. Like, yeah, I got to go. And, and the big thing was, uh, that everybody was like always so excited about is they take you to lunch at the, in the cafeteria oh, yeah. and you could pick out like whatever you wanted. And it must've been cool looking. It was, it was, yeah. if it, it did, I mean, maybe I'm felt futuristic thinking about it now. Maybe I'm romanticizing it, mm-hmm. but it did fe- have that feeling of like, this is the future. Yeah. This is someone's v- vision of the future. And we're eating pudding in right. this, <laughs> in this room <laughs> where th- this is like the pinnacle. This is yeah. like every, everyone's going to live like this. Right. But clearly we weren't, it was just like, it felt, I don't know. It felt like this weird experiment movie set. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like my dad, so he went to school and he, he took like a lot of art classes. So I'd go hang out with him when he was going to school Mm -hmm. and like watch him, you know, make pottery or I'd see like his little painting studio. Um, and, and all of his painting was all like, like school projects, you know what I mean? Like he didn't come home and paint. Right. Or it was work based. Yeah, yeah. He didn't ever um he like he never had a a kiln or a potter's wheel or anything at home. It was always like he went somewhere else to do it. Right. And and but and I you know, I didn't really ever ask him about it. Like it didn't occur to me that you could that people could do that. Um so yeah, I don't know. He I I think that like probably but but watching him do that and seeing that it was something that people could do was always kind of interesting to me. Yeah. Um it's like subconsciously in your mind that like you could be creative, you, yeah, could do you this. could yeah, yeah, you can grow up and you could be, you know, in charge of a hospital or the nurses in a hospital or you could be a nurse or you could also um like he had he had all these weird like part-time jobs because he was going to school Mm full-time so like one of the things he worked at this um, convenience store and that was like this weird thing (laughs) i'm not sure how i uh, if how i'm supposed to feel about like my dad working at a convenience store he's also going to school like people would ask like what are your what's your dad do and i'd be like yeah, he kind of does. I, mean, I, don't, I don't really know. I don't know what he does. Did you he, just go, well, mom's a nurse. Yeah, I, well, I usually yeah, I turn it back it's to like what my mom... to describe. Right. Like, well, you know, he's, it's not his whole job or anything. And I shouldn't even... Uh, I'm not trying to like... It just, it just is occurring to me how funny that is. Like when I was... That I would have to uh, try and explain some of that stuff to people sometimes and be like... 
I don't know. Because I, I didn't, like, I met him, you know, I have a clear memory of, like, meeting him at a, at the bus station when he first came back to visit. Yeah. So it's like, so he always felt like this sort of, like we were roommates kind of thing. A little like, distance. Like, this, who's this guy yeah. that just showed up and yeah. all of a sudden, you know, is eating my food and like right. watch you know kicking me off the tv and i'm like i don't know but he was um but yeah he did he did do that he he allowed me to see that there was like you could go to school and take it could be more because like i took a lot of art classes um especially you know so once once i was done with the middle school portion of this program then all of a sudden then you went back to your like district school it didn't matter that you were in this program until eighth grade mm-hmm. and there was this alternative high school that you could apply to um which really was like the best thing that i ever did i was i loved that i loved it so much and it was like you know you there are no bells talk to your te- your teachers are first name basis mm-hmm. like you have a meeting in the morning with your teacher your homeroom teacher and you're in you're in you know class with freshmen through seniors like it was a big was it big it was it wasn't it was like there was a it was sixth through high school Mm -hmm. and i think in the whole school there were 500 kids oh yeah so it was it was small and and it really did this like huge thing for me by giving me this responsibility because you you could get kicked out if you didn't get you had to maintain like a c level grade average or something like that um but you could also opt to not go to class if you wanted to go like sit out in the parking lot and as long as you do well well kind of yes and no like your grades mattered but so did your attendance and but they weren't gonna like call your parents or so so some kids would get there and they couldn't they couldn't handle the the freedom and they would just like fail like right away and i almost got that almost happened to me but the school that my district school was in they my high school was on a quarter-based system and the district school was was uh on um what do you call it semesters yeah and so they weren't going to let me come in in the middle of the semester. So they gave me another chance at my school. And then it was just like honor roll all the time. It's nice. like super, it's like, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not fucking this up. Right, right. right? Because so you, you, yeah. So you got to make your own schedule and I just like loaded it with studio art. And yeah. we had a boutique class and That's like cool. that was really fun. And, um, art history and, and, yeah it was it was really good and like seeing like how you could like that you know you could have an idea for something and the teacher that art teacher was just so cool and he'd help you do like whatever you wanted so um and so that's what i did and then but then it didn't prepare it it didn't prepare me for then like when i graduated like what's next yeah yeah, yeah, they didn't really do that. And I know that other kids in other schools were getting like these 
courses that were supposed to be like college prep and that kind of thing and they offered that at my school but i didn't even it didn't even occur to me i was just thinking like i'll just probably keep going to school here Mm -hmm. like i just want to (laughs) i want to stay here no this is good i'll just stay here yeah i mean i know everybody and i know where everything is and that kind of thing and it was sort of the like um i was that kid that showed up like i i mean after i graduated i would come back yeah and because i knew that i i would see other kids like come in and like talk to the teachers and check in and you know like hey um like yeah i'm in you know i'm back from like a semester my semester in oshkosh or wherever and Mm -hmm. um but i was not saying i was like no i just came I just came by because I'm I'm off today from work. I just thought I'd yeah, come see what everyone's swing by, <laughs> how everybody's doing, and I knew that it was like there was something about it. Like I, I I'm not gonna be able to do this forever, but yeah. I couldn't. I wasn't like ready to. Right. <laughs> I wasn't ready to say goodbye. <laughs> so how did you like? How did you transition to the next stage? And how long? What was the time difference between when you graduated there to when you moved to New York? Um, were well, you in, were you there for a while in between? Um, in Wisconsin? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I bounced around a lot. Like I, um, I tried going to, um, my mom had this rule or not a rule, but it's like sort of kind of felt out of the blue. She's like, you have to at least apply to a college, like at least one. And I had a friend that was, that had applied to, um, the, art and design school in milwaukee mm-hmm. he's like it's so cool you gotta you should apply there you totally get in um so i made like i got slides you know made like yeah. a portfolio thing and went and did my interview and i got in and it was and it seemed like it it, it seemed like an extension of of my high school in a way because it was smaller class sizes it was specialized in something that I was interested in yeah. all these different, you know, there's this awesome wood shop and, and, um, you know, whatever you want to do. Right. And then, um, but it was like, it almost immediately like the wrong thing. I, I just, because I couldn't, I couldn't, um, I didn't want to like conform to like, I'm not going, I'm not going to, school just to get this piece of paper that says you know these are the rules for the project and you have to do these things on you know like painting in grayscale and like what is what is this for is this, right. this bullshit yeah <laughs> i don't this isn't what you guys advertise and uh and i just and i also had to commute so i drove i had and like you know waking up at it's hard waking up early like we don't get a choice right now really but right that's like what you know like when you don't have kids like you can sleep in <laughs> i'm just like so i i would have to wake up really early to drive up to the school and then when i was done come back and go to work and then i'd be working until like nine and there was like no time to do any of this of the stuff i was supposed to be doing for the classes yeah. and so i i felt like almost immediately like i fell behind and then and I just didn't go back. I like I went for that semester, and and then I just sort of bounced around. I um, 
just dishwashing mm-hmm. um just working jobs just working working jobs that anything that would give me time to not like the the, the bare minimum to like pay my rent mm-hmm. i didn't have any real bills or anything right so <sighs> now remember those days <laughs> and so yeah and whatever like like just i had this sort of mantra of like working towards aiming for the the bottom of the middle because which i'm not proud of really but at the time i was like this is that's what i want like i don't want anybody to you know i watched my mom she worked like 60 hour work weeks yeah she came home in the second she got in the door someone was calling her to like if not to you know to figure out what's going on at work than to like complain about what's going on at work or you know talk shit about their boss or whatever it like never she never escaped it it's like an endless cycle yeah Yeah. and and that's not time that you're getting paid for and i was just just like man i don't doing that (laughs) i don't want to do that and and she for a long time i think that she thought maybe you know like when you're when you're younger and you maybe don't have as much you don't have any tact you just you're already angry or whatever and you're like i'm I'm not gonna be like you when right. i grow older but it wasn't like that it was just i mean I, my mom's work ethic is crazy and i think that you know between like i a lot of my own the, the way that i approach things now is staying busy and stuff i mean i, I I think I got a lot of that from watching her, but she was busy for some, for these other people, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. And so I was always like, well, I don't want, I want the, the bottom of the middle because I think that you can get by on that, like pretty, pretty effortlessly throughout life. You don't have people giving you more and more responsibility that you're either not asking for or that you're not being compensated for or um, and I just want time to do my own thing. Yeah. So, so yeah, like, um, dishwashing and, um, and then I, and then I, and then that turned into, um, the, I got an offer to work in the restaurant that I was washing dishes and, um, baking. Mm-hmm. And that opened up this whole other, like, interest all of a sudden. It's like producing something. Um, I was working by myself. It, it was it was just very interesting like the math behind like doubling recipes or yeah. cutting things in half or it it was this like stimulating thing where i was like oh well you know a job can actually be fun like you can find like you can find things within a job that make it tolerable and then then you don't mind being there so much so then like that kind of changed like my my trajectory because i at that point up until that point i was just sort of like i think probably i'll just always be washing dishes like <laughs> like i can't see a, right. a, i can't see a future where i'm not doing this um and i still i love washing dishes like yeah <laughs> it's satisfying it's so fun you get a bunch of dirty stuff and you, it's all clean at the end and, yeah um but but then um I just the the way that I ended up in New York 
from bouncing around like that was just one day um, my my ex-wife and I were living up in um, Door County, which is like the peninsula of of Wisconsin. And it was like a vac- it's a vacation, a summer tourist place. So as the we would go up there and work in the summer and then come back to Milwaukee and then just kind of just do that back because it was a good way to make, you know, a concentrated amount of money pretty quick. Right. And, um, that particular summer, we just didn't have any real plan to go back to Milwaukee, but we didn't want to stay in in the um, in the peninsula because it was it's winter time just gets I'm sure it's brutal <laughs> it's really strange there's yeah. nobody around and you like go to the grocery store and you, you, you even though there are people there you're still sort of like surprised that there's <laughs> they, you're, you're any, here? yeah anybody's <laughs> here um and it was just the weirdest thing like we both had this idea separately we went to work them you know doing our jobs whatever we were doing we came back and like maybe we should go um go maybe we should go to new york sometime like go visit and we both had that that idea independently of each other and when when we checked back in the next you know later on the day it was like whoa you thought that too so that's a sign that's a sign we gotta go um and this didn't was was sort of your creativity or that didn't enter the equation yet right it wasn't like oh there's art there it's more of just like no let's go to the city right it was not chicago which is a lot closer right no it was specifically for whatever reason it was new york and like at and at that point i had been um you know i'd been painting i'd been making things i had um like in smaller smaller galleries there um showing there i had i'd had a couple shows in um this gallery in hamtramck which is a little town a little city within surrounded by detroit mm-hmm. um and it was all just sort of like i don't know like i don't know what i'm i don't know what i'm doing with any of this really but but you know you keep um you sort of somebody says like oh this is i like what you're doing and like okay well i guess i'll just maybe i'll just keep doing this because i don't really know what else i'm doing yeah that's <laughs> enough fuel to keep yeah going, i right? want i want to do it i mean i like doing it so if if there's a way to do it then i should just keep doing it yeah but um and yeah like came to new york and it was just like expensive i was and and <laughs> that and that was the thing it's like i didn't didn't have any money to go back so oh, it was sort stuck. of like we got stuck <laughs> and um fortunately someone that i had met at the um in my short time at the art school mm-hmm. he lived out here and he w- needed uh someone to dog sit and so we so it just sort of turned into this thing like you know somebody else needs you you meet start meeting people and one thing leads to another and all of a sudden we have this tiny tiny little apartment (laughs) and then then, was that in greenpoint yeah 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 and and this is around 2006 2007 time yeah it was starting to get expensive it was i mean it was but it was also 
um, the, that same guy, one of his roommates was like, Hey, do you, what are you doing tomorrow? Do you want to, um, I have a friend and he needs help moving some paintings and he's got his, he's got his own truck and, you know, and he pays cash. And I was like, all right, that's cool. So I did that. And it was like, I, I, I remember I had an interview to go, um, to go be like a, at that point, I had just only done food service mm-hmm. in Milwaukee. It was always just either baking or cooking or or washing dishes or... No art handling gigs. No, no, <laughs> not even... I, I had no idea. Like, it was it was the craziest thing. Like, I went and did this. He picked me up, and it was one of those, um, like, totally graffiti, bombed out yeah, trucks, trucks, the grunt, grunt crew or something like yeah. that. And he just... Um, drove like a maniac and we're like <laughs> art in the back flying all over the place and yeah he's just like i'm gonna pull up here the guy said it's gonna be ready just run inside make sure he signs the paper and if i'm not right here i'm gonna be at the next like light like he was <laughs> like a drive-by yeah like just because and it was all um and he was really nice like i mean he 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 really helped show me like what was not purposely but like by letting by giving me that chance to work with him like i all of a sudden saw this whole new like possibility for yeah i could live here because at the end of that first day he's like it's your i know this is your first uh time doing this so if it's okay with you i'm just gonna pay you 20 dollars an hour and it's like you mean yeah that's that sounds great (laughs) and he's like and this is all off the books too so here's some here's cash i was like holy shit like this is this is crazy and he said and then he's like so what are you doing tomorrow and i said well i have this interview tonight to go um maybe uh work at this coffee shop and he just like laughed in my he laughed in my face and he's like don't do that why would you do that you don't want to do that (laughs) it's like you you can i'll i'll help you out like i'll give you work and um and you don't have to go do that you don't want to do that it's like all right and it and i never so i never did that anymore i don't i don't do that anymore now i just am an art handler right and 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 that was and and like that's my art school learning on that job you get to see a lot of different stuff yeah that's it yeah well that's it's funny how things just come your way in a way like sometimes the path is just there you know what i mean right it just shows up i know i mean it was it was like and it was the most fun experience you know yeah. and um maybe i well i mean i'm i'm much more sore now <laughs> so like it's hard to i kind of feel like i can't keep doing this but I also don't really know what else I would do because it's it it's the ultimate job that gives you like time and right. freedom. Yeah, yeah. If you don't have There's flexibility. Yeah. Which is important. Mhm. And so yeah, I mean uh it's painful, but yeah. <laughs> and and like everybody that you meet and it's like it gives you all of it's all of the things that I like like um, independence. Mm-hmm. I don't have anybody breathing down my neck, 
watching what I'm doing or anything. It, You're the, not behind a desk. The responsibility of is like is on me and my coworker, and so we're you know we get to make our own decisions about like how are we going to do how are we going to solve this problem of like getting all of this work done in this amount of time or moving this incredibly unmovable object up these stairs into this space that it doesn't belong or you know like that kind of thing um yeah i don't know it's it's good it's a good job yeah so one thing i forgot to ask you about growing up is the music situation were you a big music fan um play any music i i did i i i was and i did um so yeah i i just i just uh I would. I rode my skateboard. It was like studio art and skateboarding, and um, and like any of any of the music that was in any of those like skate videos would be like. I mean, it was it was more difficult then. Obviously, you couldn't just go download it right away right. or whatever. Yeah. You had to work a little bit for yeah. your music, <laughs> right? Hit it, um, but. So there was like a lot of, you know, like aggressive screaming, that kind of stuff. Music. Punk. Yeah. Post-punk. Yeah. Some some rap music. A little bit of Did that you, too. Because like, I feel like I skated when I was young. And yeah. you know, it was like we would have Black Flag and Minor Threat on one side and Public Enemy on the other. Right. Like that. You know, those were. Right. Or a little bit of The Cure, The Smiths mixed in and stuff like that. Yeah. Know? So I mean, it was it was mainly, it was like that kind of thing, and um, and then whatever, you know, older brothers, like friends, their older brothers would listen to or something, and you'd be like at their house, and they'd be in their room. Yeah, what's that? And, yeah. yeah, like listening to. I remember being like, like scared of Metallica when yeah like when the first time i heard it and i was like oh my mom would not want me listening <laughs> to metallica the dark hearts that is too loud yeah but and now it's just like no it's it's probably okay but um and then and so yeah i i, I played um guitar i took guitar lessons mm-hmm. my mom like there was this um thrift store and i was i was out skateboarding the this kid from the neighborhood and he was like this real like he was a jerk yeah. it was, was just but he was the only kid my age in the neighborhood so we sort of just had, had to yeah had to hang out yeah. yeah and and we're we went by this this window and there was this guitar and he's and he played guitar and he was like whoa like look at that that's like so cool and i'm looking at it like yeah it is really cool. Like, I don't know what it's cool about it, but you think it's cool. And so I think it's cool too. And, um, and I went home and I was like, mom, you have to get me this guitar. (laughs) You have got to, she's like, you know, um, and she, you know, she was a, for the, for the most part, like she's a single mom. Like my, my dad didn't, they didn't stick around. They didn't stay together. They stayed, they had my brother, and then they got divorced again. Mm-hmm. And then, um, so, so a lot of the things that were like skateboarding or guitar or, um, 
there were things that like I couldn't take my skateboard apart. I wasn't allowed to do that because she because she'd be like because I I'm not going to be able to help you put it back together probably and I'm not buying it if if you're going to take it apart and then it's broken right. and like that kind of thing. And so the guitar was like you know you don't even, you don't know how to play guitar you're going to take where you're going to take lessons and it's like yeah you know i know this kid at school he takes lessons and i'll find out where he takes lessons and then we can you know it's like yeah. i'm like piecing it all together right. so um so she took me and she got the guitar and she's like looking at it and like and up close it was it was even cooler than i had remembered it but what I, kind of guitar was it well that's the thing so like i went when i went to the it was like a, a Telecaster um, body with an Ibanez like neck mm-hmm. and this weird um, like whammy bar on it. And the the guy that, that gave me my lessons was just like whoever whoever put this together, <laughs> like it does it doesn't belong like this. Right, but it's impressive that it actually works like so it's he's like it's i've never seen anything like this before um and uh and it was just like i just wanted to learn how to play stuff that i wanted to play i didn't want to i never it was never like um i didn't take it seriously like i'm gonna learn I'm going to learn like how to play music. It was right. just like, I, I want to learn how to play this song. Yeah. And he was cool like that. He'd be like, I'll just bring, he kind of knew like there, there's obviously there's the people that um, are taking it there. Like I'm, I'm going to learn how to do this thing. And scales then and reading music and all right. that. Yeah. I could kind of like you had the same thing where I don't want to learn still lives. And right. I just want to make the drawings it's, and paintings I want to make. It's a running it's a running theme (laughs) and and uh but it was fine and i learned enough about it to be able to like play in with you know power chords with with friends and stuff um and then uh yeah i don't know like it 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 introduced me to like my my best friends and and um it was really it was really fun. And I remember for a while thinking like, this is probably something I could do too. Like I could, I, but I didn't know anybody that was like a musician that, um, not until like later on that did it, that like, did it. Yeah. And then there, and, and there was this, there was this band and they, they were like in high school. And I remember they were, this was after I graduated high school. So they were younger than me, but, mm-hmm. and they were, they got a van and they toured like all summer they would just and they booked everything themselves yeah. and they did and it's like how do you guys do that like that's your kids like and you're but you're serious about this this is i don't know i always thought that was like the coolest thing yeah but i was but i personally would never have like i wanted i i wanted my bed I wanted my <laughs> yeah tour sucks. <laughs> I don't want to go and do that kind of stuff. But I really, you know, I look at it, look back at it now and think like, oh, that that could have been fun maybe. But it, but only now because I'm saddled with my own responsibilities. Right. It's it's seems liberating to be able to just live yeah, on the road for yeah. A just summer. eating. They were like 
And it's like, what do you guys eat? And they're like, well... Truck stop food? Yeah, yeah. SpaghettiOs out of the can. Yeah. It's like, you don't have to heat Crackers. it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and then back then, too, because I was in a band in high school, or not until college, like a touring band, but I played music. And um, when we booked our tours, because, you know, we were like an indie band, there was no internet. You'd have right. to call the venues. It right. was like the a really complex puzzle of putting it together and figuring out, okay, I got to drive from, you know, Kansas city to Chicago, like how much time that's going to take and the ma- setting and up a map. Yeah. Like a, we had of, maps. Yeah. We had like paper maps and got lost regularly, you know? Yeah. So now, I mean, it must be so much easier now. I think harder because probably there's way more bands touring and all that stuff, but it's just, and when you would play a show back then, I don't know what it's like now, but if you'd, we'd play like a show in, you know, Little Rock or something in like a college town or, you know, like on the main street of a small town. And people would come out, you know, because there wasn't that, right. you know, they didn't have Netflix to keep them busy. Right. No, exactly. <laughs> They'd come out and see your band. Now it's probably hard to get people and I think, off their phone to do it, you know. I'm, I'm sure. And I think that also those tours, like for a lot of, the, I mean, that was the way that you got your music out. Yeah. You know, like they pressed all their, you know, they had their, their little like bin of merchandise and seven inches. Yeah. yeah. And like, um, that was so cool. And I, and yeah, I don't know what, what it's like now. I think now you can, you know, you have, you have the choice of, of how you want to distribute it and you yeah. can just, I mean, everything's, easier in a way now but it's, it's easier not, but harder it's not fun. it doesn't sound as fun yeah i don't know if it's as deep no but then yeah i don't know well i bet you I, you know there's probably people who grew up like you know our grandparents generation was like you know we used to go see a big band play and it would be like 40 people on stage and there were no amplifiers right. and you really felt the music and it was amazing you know right. nowadays with your amplifiers and you right know, like, yeah exactly i think it's all relative i guess so I can't imagine going on tour though, because we, you know, we had like five people, cello, upright bass, like, like a lot of stuff. You know, <laughs> I can't imagine these people go on tour with a laptop. It yeah. must be so nice, right? Yeah, <laughs> you like, would just. I'm loading in, right, <laughs> as, with their backpack on. You know, right? Yeah, I don't know. I think that um, I don't. Know. There's something. There's something about the. I feel I do feel like I missed out on that a little. Like I I could have, like they you know the, the that experience at that age, you, you you don't get to you don't get another chance to do it like that. And so I there I kind of kick myself because they invited me a couple times, but I was just like nah, can't do it. Yeah. I don't know like where w- the unknown aspect of it was just too too big for me. Like I couldn't, I couldn't picture the. See, that just means you're, you're. It's a con. That's a combination of intelligence and responsibility that I didn't have because I don't even think I thought that far. It's just like we're going to California. Woo! Yeah, yeah. I'm going. You know, just yeah. throw me in a van with four sweaty people and like <laughs> no space and no money. You know, like, right? It's and looking back at it, I think there is something that was really great about doing those tours and like seeing meeting all those people, but there was a lot of really uncomfortable like you were saying sleeping in your bed yeah one of the best shows we played was in new orleans because it's new orleans people came out and it was a great show 
And then afterwards, we didn't have budget for hotels or anything. So we would always talk to people after the show. And inevitably, someone who was really into it would be like, oh, you can stay at our place. Right. So we stayed at this really nice person's place. It was like the third floor. And it was like a really tall third floor apartment building. Third floor, dead heat of summer, no air conditioning, heat rises. And uh, I had I picked out a couch that I was going to sleep on. You know, there was no real beds. So there was floors or couch. I s- fell asleep on a couch. I didn't realize it was the dog's couch. So I woke up with like a Great Dane and a German Shepherd sleeping on top of me in like 100 degree weather with humidity that would that sounds kill terrible. you. And that it sounds... was just awful. <laughs> <laughs> but I look back and it's like, oh, it's kind of fun experience. But it... But also, it was terrible at the yeah. same time. No, I mean... I, I think it has its ups and its downs, you know. I think, you know, I I guess what I... It, it was. It was the responsibility. And that was coming... That was coming from my mom. Yeah. Just sort of being like, you know... So what you're going to... You'll just... You're going to quit your job. My My lucrative dishwashing job like you're just gonna quit that (laughs) and go on like what kind of sense does that make yeah and like yeah you're right because i did um one of the things that i that i did do is i got an apartment sort of like not right away but once i started having my own apartment then of course then that's like well what do you do with your apartment if you're yeah going on tour or something like all my friend my friends didn't have that kind of thing they were either at home or at their parents house or or they had like a bunch of roommates i never uh, never was like wanting to share my space i wanted to like go to work and come home and not have to deal do whatever thing i wanted to do and not have to worry about cleaning up my stuff or you know label mislabeling my stuff in the refrigerator or whatever someone drank all the almond milk right (laughs) (laughs) right yeah i want i want my options i want my i want that kind of stuff and then here and it and it prepared i guess like all that stuff eventually prepares you to be the person that you are or like where you end up right right definitely because because the amount of responsibility that i have right now doesn't seem personally for me doesn't seem like a big deal because i'm used to it um but if i if i were to if if you just like woke up then like one morning and all of it, i don't know even know what would be more responsible what what other responsibility i could let, put upon myself right now that would be as serious as like being a dad right but whatever that is if i just woke up like way over my head or something like that yeah. that would that would be <laughs> overwhelming that'd be awful but well we should talk a little bit about your art yeah let's do that <laughs> so, so when did you when you got here you started making work like when did you start connecting and showing your work here and uh, was your work that you were doing when you first started connecting with people and showing people the stuff that you were doing was it similar to what you're working on now was it much different and how did that like once you got here and you started like making things, you're like, okay, I'm making work and I want to start, you know, having people look at it. And right. How did that play out? And what was the work like at that point? Um, the work, let's see, well, I saw like after that first day of art handling um, and like we went to a couple studios and 
uh, I, you know, like a, a different, a, a mix of different kinds of like small studios. Then there was like a, a like a larger one, um, where it's like, wow, this, this is like a real, like li- professional artist. Like this is, this is a real thing. Like the it, job it's a, th- yeah, yeah. All of a sudden it, I can see that I can, and I, and I started to like pay attention to, to the different places we were going to sort of see, like, do I, could I, could I do what this person's doing? Could I, do I fit in like in this category or am I more, do I think I would rather be like this person or, um, and, uh, and the work was um paper it's all it's always been like drawing on paper um and um the like i like the the tactile the feeling of of putting stuff down on paper i like paper is easy to store it's cheap comparatively it's direct yeah it's it's real it can be very fast and I like mm-hmm. that. And, um, and I would just go to, um, New York central and Remember get, them? yeah, it was so nice I there. Know. It was the best. Um, and I would just get whatever was like, whatever discounted paper they had. I just buy like a bunch of that and go home and just start in my, my little space of my, it's like, at the foot of my bed, basically, I would just sit down there and, and just, just a lot of drawing and, um, and in, in Wisconsin, the work was, there was a lot, it was kind of more illustrative and I want to say kind of cartoony. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't really, again, like I, I just sort of was like looking around and seeing like, well, maybe I could make something like that or doing like trying to figure out like what felt good to do. And, um, and I guess like, I just, I would take, I would draw these pictures. Um, there were, and I'd, I'd take them outside and I'd take a, I'd take pictures of them and then I made, I'd make them, like a portfolio on a CD. And, um, one of the first things I, so, so my, my first real connection with anybody, like taking any notice of what I was doing, I, um, I left a CD on it. We went to this gallery and, um, I don't know if I should say the gallery or not. So we went to, um, we went to Salon 94 yeah. and, you know, at the time it was in her house oh, yeah. up on the 94th street. Right. And I was like doing the paperwork with, um, this guy, David, David Fearman. And he, um, and on my way out, I left this CD like in the, in the, the, the thinking that maybe like maybe Jeannie will find this and right. like, look at it. Like, oh my goodness. Yeah. And, um, and David found it instead. And he was like, 
and and I think about it now, it's like it makes me blush a little bit because right. I'm just like, man, if I, I would I would I would scream at somebody like if I was working with them, some new guy comes on the job and oh, wanted yeah, to do like, that. I just like it's like the last card. thing. I'm out, like <laughs> when 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 the when like a client is like, so are you guys like painters yourselves? Mm-hmm. And I've gotten better at sort of just being like, yeah, or, you know, right. I'm not going to go, I'm not going to give you, this is not a pitch right now, but there's the, the guys that you work with that think it is. Yeah. And it's like the worst. I, it's it, uncomfortable. It's so bad because I'm just like, man, that's, we're art, we're art handlers. Like that's what we are here to do. We're not, not like, yeah, Hey, like, let me, maybe we can exchange numbers or something. Right. Like, no, don't do that. I don't like that. Come to my studio over in Queens. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which you, you know, yeah. Um, not usually how it happens. No. Yeah. But at the time, you know, I didn't know any better. Yeah. And I was like, well, what, because I was still sort of, like flirting with the idea of not being in new york i mm-hmm. just like i i'm still surprised that i'm here now yeah and so at the time it's like what's well if anything i'll just leave if right well, so what if it's in take a chance and see what happens and um yeah and like david you know he's got his own gallery now and he gave me like he no, he noticed what i was doing He's sort of like, this isn't really Genie's kind of thing, but it's like probably, and looking back on it now, I'm like, yeah, no, it's not really, not really the same kind of, at the time it was just, you know, it's like just paper. Yeah. And there was nothing like substantial, like big or grand about it. Um, and, and then the work just kind of, it, you know, it's like, you, you ever listen to that um the david lynch book uh, catching the big fish no i haven't although i'm a huge david lynch fan i mean i grew up with twin peaks and all that stuff so. yeah yeah well when i first moved here i got i got that like audio book mm-hmm. on like a cd and so you know put it onto my ipod and just walked around listening and it's really great because he 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 reads it and so and it's a lot of stuff about his creative process and and his um and it's it's like this like once it's when you know he's saying all the right stuff and mm-hmm. you're just like it's like he's talking to me you know yeah. like wow he's <laughs> he's like and and one of the things he talks about is like getting green lights and like you get you know you get to that you get to this place because you did something someone gave you that opportunity to to do it and so now you have to go and you have to keep doing it because you they keep pushing you further along like you meet people along the way that help move you along and yeah and it was so like at the time such a foreign it made sense and it's like i wonder if i'm ever if i'm ever gonna meet these people that he's talking about yeah and then like it's sort of like yeah you do if you if you if you like doing what you're doing and you and you um keep doing it there's gonna be you know there's always gonna be new people there's always gonna be people that are gonna like fade away or stop doing it but as long as you keep doing it then you're i guess you're you can only keep going forward right yeah and like 
and that was yeah sort of the the thing with um having my son was just like all right so what am i am i gonna i I, what am i gonna do am i gonna keep doing this if i'm gonna keep doing this like you're sort of signing yourself up for like it can be really frustrating and disappointing but but then when when it works it's really great too so you know it's like what's the and at the end of the day what's the difference between this and any other thing that you would decide to do right you know this one you have the chance of liking it more right right and it, and it and <laughs> well maybe there's a letdown a bigger letdown there hypothetically but if it doesn't work out but right I mean, you might as well chase something you want to do exactly and if it doesn't work out you're you're putting that energy towards something that you're you know passionate about well right and 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 then also like what what does it need to do like what does it what does working out what that can mean a lot of different things you know like um like what's the end goal is i don't know what that is for me i'm like um i'm just happy that it's like something that that i'm a lot that i'm able to do yeah you know and i think people get really you know you start getting down on yourself and you know being your biggest your own biggest critic or whatever and you people like talk themselves out of doing out of doing it because it's like well you know i'm not if, if i'm not finding any success with it then what's the point yeah it's like well i don't know because for me i just it's a very like therapeutic thing like i up until just recently it's 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 like every night i go to before i go to bed it's like that's my time to work and it doesn't mean i work every night but um it would be like this decompression of like what happened what did i do in the day you know maybe conversations i had things that you know reflections on being a dad or being alive or (laughs) that kind of thing like that all I work work through all that like as I'm just you know drawing making marks and um and I would be I would I don't see a, how I wouldn't ever be doing that because right. it it's such a part of like what I need to do for, for you know I maybe I could like get you know super interested in something else but I'll I'll always probably be doing this. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's 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 really fun, and and I think it's cool too to be able to be like this role model for my kids. Sort of like, look, I don't know, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm having I'm having fun with it, and yeah. you can you can do whatever you want to. You should go on tour. You right. Guys, you guys yeah, should. Yeah. yeah, of course I'll get you that guitar or what. <laughs> yeah, you know, see what whatever you want to try like go for it yeah Yeah. because because um you know like what what else are you gonna do you can always go back to doing something like a little more maybe steady or reliable but um like now i'm not gonna go on tour so you know (laughs) i want i want them to be able to do that stuff and so i kind of feel like like i'm doing the right thing yeah uh, but in terms of the like where the art 
where how it started and where it's going now it's like um well i mean it's heavy Mm -hmm. and it's not on paper anymore and i've like refined it so that it is a you know i've got my own system of building the supports and doing all that kind of stuff yeah and like that right there to me feels like success because it's this step forward from it's a big step forward from just painting at the you know at the foot of my bed right you know what i mean yeah, like yeah. waking up at 10 30 in the morning or <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah whatever else i used to do yeah well it sounds like a, a good situation like it seems like you're in a good place yeah i i it's like weird it's like it it's like the same day every day it yeah. feels like a lot of the time but it, i wouldn't i guess i i don't have any complaints about it but that when you're making the work it's not the same day every day you no, know what i mean that's no. that's the difference it's like right. you're constantly like it's not always like a party sometimes it's a struggle but you just keep making that stuff and changing things and that feels really alive and organic and you know even if that's the same thing you're doing every day right yeah well yeah and it and it's it's also it's kind of it's cool because i i'm looking back at it now and i'm like you know fig, figuring out how to how to to do all the stuff that i've done or like how things have changed and like looking at it and seeing the progression and seeing like how how there is there was this turn like once once my son was born like wow i can i can i mean maybe i don't know if everyone else can see it but i i can see like how how that changed the whole direction of what i was doing and and like why it's important to me to keep doing it like it feels like fun looking back on it and seeing you know it it's not always been the same thing you know i mean I don't know, um, you know, I don't know that they'll, I don't know how to say it. (laughs) It, It's just like, since it's just such a free flowing form, like what I do, it's not, it's not all, you know, it's each one is different, even though they're, even though they are like maybe a series of things yeah. there's still and like the 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 forms that come through sometimes are like i'll be drawing and all of a sudden i'll I'll do something and i'll be like i remember like i i remember the first time i made this mark like this or something mm-hmm. and all of a sudden it pops through you know years later again and yeah. just like resurfaces it's really is such a weird trippy thing sometimes i like i feel like i'm in a <laughs> in a in some kind of weird uh movie or something like this like it's scripted or something right i don't know <laughs> i don't know well i've been i've been a fan since i've seen your work i mean it's really great stuff so it was it was really cool to see him in person how can people see your work like where i mean you're online obviously you've got your website is your full name um, is that right? It's uh, or is it without vowels? Without vowels, right? And I think it might be dot org. Okay, <laughs> but Instagram can be Instagram. the link to that, right? Yes, and uh, that's uh, Navajo Thunder. 
at Navajo Thunder. At Navajo Thunder. Um, and yeah, I, I show with, uh, with David Fearman mm-hmm. at Fearman Gallery. And we're, I just did a, I just had a show, um, with a gallery in Finland called, uh, Makassini Contemporary. And, um, and there, I'll be in an art fair, the Untitled mm-hmm. in San Francisco with Makassini. And, and then I'm doing, um, material art fair in Mexico city with, with David. Nice. Um, and then shows coming up. I don't have anything on the books right now. I've just been sort of, uh, re filling my stock of stuff. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's, that's kind of, it's like, those are the, those are the next two green lights. Like I, that's the other thing is like, you know, going back to seeing when you see, I'd see some people like there, there are people obviously that have to produce like an insane amount of work to, to satisfy all of these different obligations. And that, um, seems that's overwhelming. Like that would be, that would be the thing waking up tomorrow and having somebody be like, Oh, I need new pieces. Yeah. Are you, are you ready for all these fairs? (laughs) Shit. (laughs) No, I forgot all about it. I didn't know. Yeah. Cause, cause, um, sometimes like I can, I can, like when I was in Finland, I made 17 paintings and that was like the, but that was the first time since becoming a dad where I had just nothing but time for myself to work. Right. So, and I, and since I was, had been conditioned now to be able to work efficiently whenever I can, mm-hmm. all of a sudden it was like this supercharged amount of productivity yeah. and it was really cool. And it's like, all right, this is, this is fun. But it was also really exhausting, even though all I had to do was, you know, get up and go to the studio and paint and then go home. And I mean, so I can't imagine, like, it's hard to picture how some of these people do it. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Different strokes for different folks. I guess if you're in that position, (laughs) maybe just, you're like, Oh, I got to do, you know, yeah. Take advantage of it while it's hot or something, you know, I don't know. Right. But yeah, that can be exhausting. And, and you know, they're, they're like, I mean, they're personal, you know? I mean, it's because it is so much of this like decompression and like therapeutic process. It, it, it is, it's draining, you know, like it's really good to do right before you go to bed because then I'm like really wiped out, especially if I, yeah, I did all the, kids stuff and then now I'm done with that and then I'm just like ready to fall asleep so so who knows I mean if you were if I was suddenly in a position to be making like a whole bunch of stuff at once I don't know how that would change the overall like feeling of the work I don't know if it'd be like less personal maybe which I don't know if I like the sound of that but sounds like you're at a good pace right now I feel like I'm on top of it, you yeah. know, like, like I can take a step back from it and kind of just be like, yeah, man, like everything's kind of working. And that, 
that's like the best feeling. So anything that's going to mess with that has to be approached with like very carefully. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to introduce like some new, (laughs) I don't know. A new speed. Right. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. You gotta like, you build up to the, the, to the, was it faster speeds, but you can always like go back to slower speeds. Maybe you don't want to over, overtax yourself. Right. Or me, I don't. I don't want to do that. It makes sense, totally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks so much for having me by. It was great to see your stuff. Thank you. And um, you know, uh, good luck with all the future stuff you have coming up. Thanks. And I look forward to seeing your work in the future too. Thank you. Likewise. Thanks. All right, man. Sound and Vision is produced, edited, and recorded by myself, Brian Alfred. You can find more information about Sound and Vision at the website, soundandvisionpodcast.com. I also have photos that I take in the studios up on the images section of the site. You can donate to the site there, and you can leave a rating or a review on iTunes. It really helps out if you could do that. And check out Matthew Kirk's website, matthewkirk.org. He is at Navajo Thunder on Instagram. You could follow the podcast on Instagram at Sound and Vision Podcast or find out more about my work at Alfred Studio. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks for supporting.